God takes over. And all the greatness of God begins to flow in you. It's a beautiful thing. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Amen. You can give somebody a hug on your way back to your seats today. I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about faith getting out of the boat. Matthew chapter 14. It's good to see everyone today. I'm so thankful for all of you who are here with us today in church. It's wonderful. I'm so glad you felt the power of God today. Thank you, Jesus. Can we go to Matthew 14 and 22? I want to encourage you to all today, and I want to tell you that it's time to, to walk on water. It's time to have faith. It's time to get out of the boat. Somebody say, get out of the boat. I just felt led today to talk a little bit about Peter walking on water. Matthew 14, 22, if you want to stand for the word, you can. It's our tradition here. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And now when evening come, he was alone there. When evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walk on the sea, they were troubled. Everybody say they were troubled. That's very important because Jesus was there and they were scared. Literally, they were scared of Jesus because they didn't know who he was. They thought he was maybe a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. Even though they didn't understand what they saw, Jesus spoke to them and said, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. He did not announce himself. He didn't say who he was. He just told them, Be of good cheer. It's I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered unto him and said, Lord, if it's you. Peter figured it out. It's probably Jesus. Even though I can't tell by looking, it's probably Jesus. And he said, Lord, if it's you, then uh, go ahead and command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. Very little communication happening now. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus, to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And the beginning, he began to sink, cried out, saying, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, and everybody said he caught him. So now Peter is touching Jesus. He's got connection to Jesus. He is, he's grappled with Jesus. That's a safe place to be. And so now Jesus is now obviously saving him from his fear. And he caught him hand and said, oh, you little faith, why did you doubt And when they got into the boat, then the wind ceased. The storm did not stop until they got back to the boat. And then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Everybody say in Jesus' name. I want to talk to you about getting out of the boat today in the name of Jesus. You can be seated. It's a default reaction to stay in the boat when storms are going on, not to get out of the boat. I can't think of many logical reasons why we would want to get out of a boat during a storm. The boat was built to float much better than you and I. And the storm is raging, and the boat is a symbol, in my mind, of comfort, of safety, of something built with human hands. And oftentimes in this world, too many people trust in things made with hands, human hands, tangible things made by men to get them through the storms of life. We do. We trust in so many things. Uh, we trust in technology now. We trust. We, I had this thought today, the other day. I think it was yesterday. I had this thought. People are like, I just like to be alone. And they sit at home all day watching people on TV. 
or scanning Facebook. And then you say, I like to be alone. No, you like to be in charge. You like to be in control. No, you're not lonely. You're on some device doing something. Or at least you got a cat. Or 12. But don't say you want to be alone. You just don't want to deal with drama. You like to be in control. But we like to have things made from hands. We like to have things of the world to lean on in times of the storm. It's natural. We run to drinking or drugs or people, entertainment. And we like to trust in those things built to help us float, defeat gravity, go against the normal, natural things of life. We like to trust in things made with man's hands. But this is a story of God interrupting their normal with a new normal because normal for them and for many in the world is being angry all the time, being bitter all the time, being jealous all the time, being broken, mentally unstable, culturally relevant. Uh, uh, They wear it, we wear it, they do it, we do it, they agree, we agree, they disagree, we stop. Whatever you say, we'll do that based on the pressure. But we need to understand that normal will never be the will of God for us as the people of God. We walk on water. We're water walkers. We're miracle workers. We do things the world doesn't do, and we're not people that like safety. We don't stay in our boats. We don't stay in our comfort zones. We're more than willing to take a risk and get out there and walk on water because we believe that God can make us, help us do anything. We believe that with our God, anything is possible, and we do not have to have the things of the world to make it to the storms of life. Anybody can say amen to that. There were two schools of thought on this day. Stay with the boat, get out of the boat. Peter was the only one to get out of the boat. You see, Peter was a great fisherman. Peter was a man who knew storms. Peter was a man who understood that boats don't always work in storms. Sometimes you've got to know when to jump ship and get out. Which is why uh, more than a man, Peter, more than a man, Walked toward them, not Peter, sorry, which is why more than a man, Jesus walked toward them, towards Peter on the water, and when they saw it, they judged it immediately, and they didn't understand it, so they feared it, because what you don't understand, you naturally fear. And I've seen a lot of people come to church, and the Spirit begin to move like it did right now, and it scared people. Why in the world would this scare you? Harry Potter doesn't scare you, and demons don't scare you, and goblins don't scare you. I can't even go to Home Depot right now. I have a nightmare. There's 15-foot-tall inflatables trying to attack me when I walk in. Y'all, I'm just trying to go get something to kill the bugs. I might die myself. Yep. So they're afraid, and they're afraid because it looked like a ghost. And they're afraid because they didn't understand it, and they couldn't tell what it was based on their looks And what oftentimes we do when we're trying to find Jesus is we tell ourselves that this is not right because it doesn't look right. And we use our eyes to measure God. We use the way things look to decide if God is with us or not. And if it looks scary, it is scary. If we can't figure it out, it must be scary. If it's blurry, it must not be God. And they were afraid because they couldn't understand with their eyes. It's dark, it's raining, there's waves. That's a tough time to see God. That's a tough time to see your deliverance. That's a tough time to find Jesus when it's dark and it's blowing and it's loud and everybody's panicking around you and you look out and the first thing you think is, you know what, that probably is, that's probably a ghost. That's the atmosphere. This atmosphere is good for ghosts. This is a scary moment. This is a rated R movie. 
This is a horror movie. This is us about to die. It's the worst case scenario. Jesus has gone praying somewhere. We're all by ourselves. That's probably a ghost coming to kill us. Probably the, the grim reaper coming after us. That's where their mind was at. And I'm pretty sure that's where all of our minds would be at. And how many of y'all get scared in the dark? How many hear one bump outside and you're like, what was that? You know what lives in your neighborhood. Cats, dogs, raccoons. What are you afraid of? You know? What, what do you think that is? It's amazing how we still think there could be aliens or it could be some big monsters or something. Could be a ghost. And by the way, I'm not afraid of ghosts. Ghosts don't, ghosts don't have bodies. I'm afraid of something that can pick up a knife. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of no ghost. Ghosts can just go, ooh, that's all it can do. I'm not afraid of a ghost. But they think this ghost is coming after them. So Jesus is on his way to save them from the storm, but they're afraid. They're afraid of their own salvation. Jesus is on his way to save them, and they're afraid. How many people are afraid of Jesus in the middle of the storm? How many people have I met that they're so afraid? In the midst of the storm, they're scared, and they keep seeing everything is out to get them. But let me just set the stage for you. In the kingdom of God, storms are perfect places for God to show up. In the kingdom of God, when you're going through hell and you're going through all kinds of trouble and you're expecting more to happen, at some point God says enough is enough. I'm going to show up in your storm and I'm going to rescue you out of it. You need to know how God works. At the last second, at the last moment, when it seems like nothing can save you, your Savior shall come. Jesus will show up. Anybody believe that today? Salvation can definitely look scary, but not if you listen to it. Don't just look for salvation. Listen for salvation. Cheer up. Well, that sounds like Casper. When I was growing up, he was the friendly ghost. I, I guess he's still, I don't know where he's been. <laughs> it's been a while. But when I was growing up, Casper was the friendly ghost. And so now you know that even if this is a ghost, it sure is a friendly ghost. That's the nicest ghost I've ever met. It's like, ooh, cheer up. Listen to the ghost. It takes a whole lot more than just three seconds to find out if God's moving in your life. But sometimes you can't find God. You don't know what's happening. It seems like, is that even Jesus out there in the storm? But if you'll listen closely to the words that you hear, it will give you more evidence that it could be salvation on the way. Be of good cheer. Don't be afraid. It's I. It would have been cool, I think, if he would have said, it's me, Jesus. <laughs> Just for future reference, Lord. Please let me know it's you. But he didn't say, it's me, Jesus, because he wanted the context clues to kick in, and he wanted their faith to kick in, and he wanted them to build their faith up. Who else would speak, don't be afraid, in the middle of the storm? You see, Jesus doesn't have to announce himself for you to know it's him. You don't have to have, to have God step down in your life and say, it's me, God. 
Sometimes just the feeling that it's going to be okay is the evidence that God is with you. Sometimes just a voice in your spirit that says, why am I fearful? Why am I afraid? Is the voice of God. Is the presence of God. And that's the way for you to know that it is the same Jesus that's with you. So they're afraid of what they see and salvation can definitely look scary. And it's unfortunate because I know a lot of people who won't go to church because it looks scary. I don't want to go to church. That looks scary up in there. But you know what? If you'll come up in here and close your eyes and listen, you're going to hear something that's going to change your life. Sometimes when you come to church, you just got to close your eyes. Because it's not all what it looks like. We build our faith not off what we see, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Stop trying to find God with your eyeballs and listen to what the Spirit is trying to say to you. And if you listen closely, you'll hear this. Be of good cheer. I'm here for you. Fear not. Be of good cheer. I'm here for you. Fear not. I've come to save you. I've come to pull you out of the storms of life. I've come to rescue you from the storms of life. If someone right now could just go ahead and close off those eyes and listen to the Holy Ghost right now moving in this room, you'll feel some peace and some comfort. And it'll make you want to get out of your comfort zone and walk to Jesus. How many of you know that you found God by listening, not by looking? Do you, know why, do you know why the Lord wants to reach you through word and not through sight? To separate people who are really serious, who really want out. Because not everybody wants out of their boat. But in this story, salvation was scary. And that's why the word was, fear not, there's hope, everything's going to work out. Yep. That scary ghost that you don't know what's happening right now in this room has a good plan for your life. That scary, weird thing you feel when you go to church and hang out with Christians and you think we're just weirdos, that weird thing wants to change your life. That strange voice you feel talking to you right now wants to set you free and make you a water walker. That strange voice, if you'll give into it, uh, before the service is over, you'll be walking on the things that are trying to sink you. Before the service is over, you'll be doing things you never thought you could do. It'll be supernatural. If you'll give in, not what do you see, but what you hear right now, listen to the man of God preach to you. The Lord is reaching for someone right now. If you'll hear it, uh, God will build your faith, and you're going to get out of the boat today. You'd be surprised at the number of people who will never walk on water because they they choose to look more than they listen. And let's just all face it today. When your boat's not sinking, you'll always spend more time looking than listening. But boy, when that boat starts to sink, you'll take anything. When that boat starts to sink, you're like, get me out of here. I need an answer. It's amazing how things change in people's lives when it comes to God when they're sinking. I mean, nobody wants God until, until they get sick, until their boat has a hole in it, until the storms are raging, nobody can rescue, and all of a sudden in that moment, you just, you just start to say, are you hearing something? I hear something. Bo, stop being superstitious. No, 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 I hear something. No, you're just scared. No, I hear something. It's amazing how easy it is to hear things when things are falling apart. And if you will take advantage of those moments, I'm telling you, God will speak to you in the storms of life. And his message is, there's nothing to be afraid of. I'm here with you. That's the word in this story. As people of God, 
We have to resist the urge to be more visually attractive for people who are not sinking. Many church leaders today, there's a trend that they're trying to make church pretty because they're trying to reach people who look for God instead of people who listen for God. And there's a trend happening, and church gurus are meeting all over modern-day churches, and they're trying to put together the most visually stunning people, the straightest teeth, the prettiest lights, the prettiest programs. And they're doing this because people measure God off of their eyesight. But that's not how we find faith and find God. We find God off of the word being preached. And if you will just learn not to look long enough to listen, you will find a miracle today in this service. It will happen to you. Church is only scary to people when their water is, is, water is calm and their boat is real big and they don't need any help. They're like, that church is weird. Church is not for me. That's amazing how people change their mind when they go through storms. And we as a church, as Christians, need to stop expecting good weather people to want a storm-stopping God. Anybody that's not going through a storm, it doesn't have any relevance in our God. They think that we're crazy, but they don't understand. See, we've gone through storms at this church. I mean, this church is full of people who've been through some storms. And some of y'all think we're wild because we love Jesus so much, but you don't understand. We've been in the storm. We've been on the boat. We've been this guy. We've been in this story. We've been lost in the middle of nowhere with no hope, and a voice cried out to us and said, I've got you. I'm here to rescue you. And it changed our life forever. As scary as salvation can be, it'll never be scarier than the storm you're in right now. Hey, you got to weigh it out, don't you? Well, church is scary. It's all this. I don't know about that church, but you know what? Your storm is a whole lot scarier than the word coming to you right now to pull you out of this thing that you're in. So you just let a hurricane roll up on a grown man. He'll start having a conversation with a ghost. It's amazing how people change. You know, when it's make or break in your life, sometimes you just got to tell your friends, be quiet, there's a ghost. When it's make or break and you're sinking, sometimes you just got to be like, shh, shh, what was that? Well, it's nothing. That's just a fairy tale. No, no, no way. That sounds like, that sounds like that Jesus. That sounds like that Jesus that I heard about. That sounds like that Jesus who says stuff like that. I've heard, I don't understand everything I'm seeing, but that sounds like, that sounds like the same one that I've heard rumors about, the one that comes to saving storms, the one that can do anything, the miracle worker. Hey, just be quiet. Hold on. I need to get to him today because I don't trust you. I don't trust the boat. I trust him, and I'm not going down with you 11 brothers. I've got to get out of this thing. I've got to be saved today. Yep. Listen. You don't have to understand everything about church and Jesus to be saved. Well, once I understand it all, I'll get saved. Look, when your boat is sinking, you're on time frame. <laughs> it's like, just give me a minute. You have about three before you're done. Storms will take you out, and you've got moments to be saved. <laughs> 
You don't get your whole life. You don't get every single week you want. The storm asks permission from no man. And when God starts walking down your aisle and you feel it moving on you and you hear the word of God, that is your free ride out of that storm. And I encourage you today to go ahead and take a trip with a ghost and let Jesus save you and team up with him and get out of what you're in today. World calls us crazy. Jesus calls it faith. Yeah. And Jesus, he floats a lot better than your boat. Yeah, he does. You know why I think Jesus didn't make it clear about the being a ghost thing? He could have. He could have easily done that. I think he knew that, that they would be afraid of what they saw, but he allowed it anyway. And I think he allowed it because he wanted to separate the satisfied onlookers from the desperate listeners because faith does come through hearing and you've got to be a hearer, a listener to get out of your storm. If you focus on the wind and the waves and everything around you, you'll never find Jesus. And a lot of us can't find him for how it looks because it looks like a bad place for God to show up. But it's actually a perfect place for God to show up. And we've got to be listeners. And we've got to be careful of looking for truth and looking for salvation because even the devil can appear as an angel of light. You know how the, you know how the devil uh, attaches himself to us? He says, I can save you from that pain. He sounds like a savior too, doesn't he? Oh, you going through a hard time? I'll save you. Come over here, smoke this, I'll save you. Oh, drink this, I'll save you. Leave them. Go with them. That'll save you. The devil tries to be our savior. He, he shows up as an angel of light looking pretty to you. But listen to him. You see, if we're a people of looks, we'll follow satanic messages and think that's our salvation. And that's why you never, never want an unscary salvation. It should always be a little bit weird to look at. And it will always sound right to listen to. So we must be careful in the storms of life, basing our decisions off what looks right. So let's conclude today. Peter says, Lord, if that's you, call me. Somebody say, call me. I like this because while others just sat there waiting their fate, waiting to sink, Peter said, y'all go ahead and die, not me. Look, I love you. <laughs> You're my bros, but I'm out. I'm about to get out of this boat. feel sorry for you, but I'm going. I'm not sinking with you. Yeah. And it's amazing to me how many people would rather sink in their ability than choose to walk with deity when you could get out of what you're in. So Peter says, just say the word and I'll do it. Call me to where you are to walk like you, to be like you. And if you give me permission, I'll walk on this water. And I personally love the logic here in this story. Because he says, I'm willing to, but I cannot without your permission. I want to do it, but I need you to make this possible. Because I can't humanly possibly walk on water. What I'm wanting to happen, I don't have power to do. But I know that if you will give me the power to do it, I'll be able to do it. I know that if you say it, it must happen. No matter what it looks like. I just need to hear it. <laughs> 
No matter what it looks like, I just need to know you're with me. No matter what it looks like, all around, hey, that hasn't changed. It still looks bad. But he said, I just need you to say that I can walk up in this thing, and that's enough for me to get out in the supernatural and begin to walk. No matter what it all looks like, my ears are open, and I'm just waiting on one word from you, God. Just tell me to get out of the boat, and I'll get out of the boat. Because the same God that spoke worlds into existence can make your feet float on top of the waves if you just hear him say, come. And I just want to encourage someone today, I'm going to tell you, someone who looks at where you need to go and it seems very impossible for you and it seems like you can't get there, I want to encourage you and tell you that anything God calls you to, he will take you through. And never forget why they ended up in this sea in the first place. Jesus sent them. Anything Jesus sends you to do, doesn't matter what storm comes your way, doesn't matter what tries to attack you, he'll be there to make sure you survive it. He'll be there to push you through it. Just say the word, Lord, and I know everything's going to be all right. I just need to hear you. Sometimes the distance between where you are and where you want to go is scary. But when you hear Jesus say, come on, get up out of your sinking ship and follow Jesus. But pastor, my friends, yeah, I know, social pressure, family pressure. It's so hard for us to get out of the boat. It's amazing how our, our husbands and our wives, our children, our family, friends, our grandma, grandpa, co-worker, boss can keep us in our boat. It's amazing how our, our friends, we worry about our friends. But there's going to be a lot of times in life that you've just got to make your mind up. I've got to get out of this thing. It's going down. And I can't save my friends if I can't save myself. How are you going to help your family if you're sinking with them? Well, I love my family, Pastor. Don't try to ever get me to not be with my family. I'm trying to get you to save your family by getting you out of your family so you can get saved first, then go back and get your family. The problem is you won't separate from your family long enough to get the power you need to go back to your family. I'm not trying to get you to leave your family forever. I'm trying to get you to leave them long enough to get the right spirit inside of you so that you can go back to your family and you can help them get out of their boat too. I have felt something over the years, but Edgar, I have felt that some people think I'm trying to get them to divide from their spouse. I'm not trying to get you from your spouse. I'm trying to get you away long enough to stop fighting and get away from that spirit so long to get right so you can go back and get right with your spouse. I tell some of you men to get with men because I'm trying to get you to become good enough and, and right enough to be able to help your wife, not get rid of your wife. I'm trying to get people right and get a mentor so that they can go back and make a difference. I'm so tired of seeing our, our network and our circle pull us out of the will of God. You could have walked on water, man. But you let those around you hold you in the boat because of peer pressure. So Peter leaves his closest 11 friends behind because peer pressure doesn't float sinks every time never do what the crowd says listen to the voice of god 
follow the voice of Jesus. Do what he says, no matter what everybody else is doing. Have the boldness to get up and say, I'm not going to peer pressure myself to death. I'm not going to sit here because it's what they're going to do, what the crowd wants to do, what we've always done. I'm getting out of here, and I'm getting closer to Jesus. You know what's sad? What's sad is that you know your family and friends will reject you if you spend a season without them. You know that. What's well, a wonderful family and friends you have? That you can't give them a break and walk with God for a few months and get right, that they'll disown you? That's no family to stay with anyway. No family or friend that wants to keep you sinking in a boat is really your friend. The devil is a liar. I'm revealing that spirit right now. Anybody trying to keep you away from me, my wife, this church, the Bible, fasting, and prayer is not your friend. A real friend does what's best for you. A real friend is glad you're going to go walk on the streets of gold one day. A real friend is glad you've been delivered. A real friend's glad you're not sinking. A real friend says, good for you. I'm glad you have something. But nobody wants to sink alone. We all want to have somebody to go down with. And so we try to hold people back in our boat. But you've got to be free of that because your peer pressure cannot hold you back. Now, I think it's kind of cool that Peter was willing to leave the 11 because later, if you fast forward, the Lord showed me one time when I was studying that Peter was the first to preach at Pentecost, and the Bible says in Acts 2 that he stood up with the 11. There they are again. And the Lord revealed to me that if you're not willing to leave them, they'll never stand with you. He was willing to leave them behind, and that's why they thought he was enough to stand with. And if you're not willing to leave anything behind, they will never follow you. You can never become the leader of anything if you're not willing to step out from among them and be separate, be different, and be the only one doing it for a season. Because one day you can have all 11 of them by your side if you will be willing to leave them behind. You can get them all. Yep. As Peter was walking, he began to sink. Jesus caught him and he held, the, he held him the rest of the way back to the boat. He sees the storms and the wind and the waves, and he begins to doubt, has a moment of doubt. That's okay. Don't quit. Just know that Jesus will pick you up. And Jesus reached down and grabbed him. The Bible says he helped him get back to the boat. But the problem is, is he began to, to start this journey with a call, but he was not able to continue the journey without a connection. And some people will start their journey with God with the call, but they can't continue in the storm. They can't continue without a connection. And so God will first call you out of your boat, your storm, your family, and your friends, but you cannot maintain with a call. You can't live off yesterday's call. You can't live off yesterday's experience. You can't live off the day that Jesus talked to you back in 1985. You have to have a fresh daily connection to make it through the storms of life. And the only reason why he was able to maintain his victory is because he made connection to Jesus. And many Christians have a call but no connect. 
And it's not the will of God for you to simply hear his voice. You've got to get to the place where you're so close to him that you're connected to him. And now the two of you can walk through anything. And you never have to sink again. But what happens oftentimes is during the storms of life when we get out of our boat, what happens is we say, man, I'm doing great. Me and Jesus got our own thing going. I don't need nobody else. I got me and Jesus. I'm doing just fine. Don't need church. Don't need a pastor. I don't need, I'm just me and Jesus. He called my name. I ran out of the grave. And now me and Jesus, we walk through storms together. Just me and him. Jesus, let's just keep going. We can take on anything together. Just me and you. But the Bible says that the storm didn't stop until they got back to the boat. So while you're having your Holy Ghost party and you got your own thing going and you got your, your powerful move of God and your spirit and all that's happening, you've got 11 friends that are scared to death. What if your connection is their salvation? What if this thing wasn't even really all about you, but what if the storm and the hell you're going through is not just to teach you how to walk on water, but to bring your Jesus back to your 11 friends because they're scared, they're sinking, and they don't have the faith yet to get out of the boat, but you don't have to have them get out of the boat. You can go get the Jesus and bring them back to the boat. And what we want to do is we want to criticize our 11 friends and say, get out of the boat. But not everybody has as much faith as you, do they? And for people that we love that don't have as much faith as we do, you don't have to beg them to get out of the boat. They're not ready for that. They can't do that. But you can bring the experience. You can bring the connection. You can bring what you found in the storm back to those who were scared. And then the Bible says when Jesus got back, the storm stopped. Whatever God's trying to do in your life is not even all about you. Whatever storm you're facing right now is not even about you. It's about more than you. So don't get the big head because you walked on water. Don't think that you're amazing and you're great because you had experience with Jesus. You've got people all around you scared to death, still raging through a storm on a sinking boat, and if you don't hurry and get back, what's going to happen to them? It is the will of God for us to endure storms, hear from God, and then take what we find back to the 11 friends because they need to be saved too. Somebody say, get out of the boat. Shortest message ever. Let's all stand. Today, in the name of Jesus, someone's going to get out of the boat. I think we have a baptism. Let's go ahead and get that going right now. We've got a baptism today. If anybody else wants to get baptized... Now's your chance. Somebody already wants to get baptized. We're going to baptize Sheila in Jesus' name. And Sheila is, is an actual African-American. She's actually, uh, you know, from Africa. And she is going to be traveling back home for a couple weeks. And before she goes, she's going to be baptized in Jesus' name back to Africa to visit her family. And God's going to cover her. Yeah, just chase them down if you want to get baptized. Someone will... Someone will join the parade. Somebody say, get out of the boat. People are already starting to get out of the boat right now. People are saying, you know what? You do what you want to do, but I'm not having this depression like I have right now. I'm not sinking with this family. I'm not going down with all of y'all. I'm not going down with this world. Y'all, just the other day, I had somebody come up to me, one of our guests, Brother Craig, and our guest said, I got to get in church. And I'm like, what, what brought you here? He said, I see the way the world is. 
Yeah. People are like, I see, I see, I see the storm. I see the boat. This boat is about to sink, church family. People all over Del Valley are watching the news and watching the shootings and watching the drugs and the overdoses and the politics saying this thing's about to go down. Find me Jesus. Where's he at? Find me a church. Where's he at? You can sink if you want to, but I'm going to go find me a church. You can sink if you want to. I'm getting out of this thing. I'm going to make sure my, my feet walk on streets of gold. You go ahead and go down if you want with this world. I'm not going down. I'm going to make sure I walk with Jesus. So I got, I, got two, I got two people that needs to pray today. I got people that need to get out of your boat for the first time. And I got people that you've already gotten out of the boat, but you're not helping anybody. What a convicting word for some of us today who've been in church for a while. Is that you've walked on water with Jesus. And yet you let people around you still scared to death. When you've got a testimony to tell them. Some of us today need to say, God, don't just get me out of the boat. Get me back in the boat. I can't go back to that boat. You don't understand all the abuse. No abuse. Who's beside you? We're talking about all the abuse. You can go back home. You can go back in that atmosphere. Now you can because you're taking Jesus, the storm stopper, back in there with you. And when he shows up, it's peace be still. There are two people today, two types of people today that have to get this right. There's people right here, God's calling to you, and he's saying, get out. We've probably had three already go up there to get baptized. People are feeling it right now. I'm getting out. I'm not going to stay in this thing. I'm not going down with this world. I'm going to get right with God. So, so I have a challenge for you. If you can do this, God's going to feed with the Holy Ghost today. Stop looking around. And just feel what I feel. Listen for a second. Stop looking around. Well, what about that guy, that guy? No, no, stop, stop, stop. What about the problems and the winds and the waves? Stop, stop, stop. Listen for a second. Jesus is calling to you. And if you'll open up your faith and say, Lord, make it personal. Lord, if you're even, even real today, tell me I can get out of where I'm standing and where I'm seated. Tell me I can walk down to that front and all I need to hear from you is come. And I will get out of my comfort zone. I'll get out of my normal. And I'm going to walk on this water today. And I'm going to get something special. I'm going to get a connection with Almighty God. And nobody can take that away from you. And you can walk on water in the middle of the storm. You can walk on the water with the drama all around you. You can be safe and everything else around you be horrible because of what you're listening to right now in the Spirit. If you'll just close your eyes all over this room and just think for a moment, what do I hear? What am I hearing? Open up your heart, because I can tell you right now, our God has a megaphone in heaven, and He is calling out to all humanity. This is the last days. Time is running out. But if you want to get out of what you're in, come. Some of you are thinking it's impossible, but not with God. <laughs> because when God says you can do it, you can do it. When God speaks and says come, it doesn't matter what is around you, you can get out of it.
you can walk on top of it. The thing literally created to make you sink, you can have authority over it, you can have dominion over it, and you can walk on top of the thing that you're most afraid of, conquering it once and for all, grabbing a hold of Jesus. For all of us today in this church, it's time for us to take a few moments and pray. I didn't preach as long as I normally do. We're going to have baptism service. But you know what? It's time for us to come down, all of us, to the front and say, God, i got to get out of this boat. i got to get out of this boat. i got to walk with you. I don't care what, I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what, who, who doesn't want me to do it. i got to do this for me. Some young person right now needs to say, I'm doing this for me, not mom and not dad. I'm doing this for me. I'm going to get right. This world is crazy. I want to make sure I'm right. I'm pure. I don't want to be messed up on drugs and messed up with this world. I've got to get right for me. Come close. Don't be afraid. Come close and begin to pray and say, I'm getting out of the boat. I'm going to walk on what? I'm going to see miracles. I'm going to see signs. I'm going to see wonders. And then I'm going to go back home with faith. And I'm going to see things happen in my family and my friends and my world and all of my community. I'm going to make sure that I get connected to Jesus here. In the midst of a storm, you can grab a hold of the Lord. Come on, don't beg to get out of the storm. Find Jesus in the storm. You came to church to pray against the storm. Don't do it. It's helping you find the Lord. Don't rebuke the wind and the waves. Find the Lord. What good does it do to get rid of your storm and come to church if you don't leave with the storm stopper? It's just going to be another storm next week. You might as well come in this house and say, thank you, God, for letting the storm bring me a greater revelation of who you are. Thank you, God, for the storm helping me see clearly who you really are in my life. Okay, now let's lift our hands and let's begin to repent, turn to Jesus, and open our hearts to him. Lord, I turn my heart to you and surrender right now, and I open my spirit to you, Jesus. And I'm praying. We're all praying together. Let's all lift our voices in the name of Jesus. God, I know I've been held hostage by peer pressure, my friends, and what they think of me, but, but I'm not going down. I, I can't go down. I, I, the storms are real, and I know there's got to be an answer, and I'm, I think I hear you. I think I hear you. You're calling to me, Jesus. Somebody answer the call right now. God is saying, come on in. God is saying, come on and walk with me through the storms of life. Go ahead and walk on top of these things that you think are going to kill you. They won't kill you. If the Lord calls, you won't die. If the Lord calls, just obey. Just answer the call. Let's walk on water today for a few moments before we go home. Let's walk on water today. Come on, build your faith up, sir, ma'am. Build your faith up right now. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. Don't don't think about what you've seen. Think about what you hear. Just go ahead and close everything out and think about what God is trying to say to you. You're going to feel his hand reach down and grab your hand. You're going to feel God's power join you in a moment. He's going to fill you with his spirit right now. And you're going to be able to walk everywhere you go with the power of the Holy Ghost. The storm stopping God is trying to fill your life right now. Come on, as you open up, the wind begins to move. As you open up, God begins to fill you up right now. Let's help us pray with those around us right now. You can find somebody new to church if they're praying, and you can help us pray with them. Pray that they'll be able to walk on water today. Pray that they'll be able to experience a deep connection with Jesus today. Come on, conquer fear right now. This storm is not going to take you out. This storm is not going to take you down. This storm's not going to not going to destroy you.